All right, y'all, the finals are set. It's the ultimate test. Soon we will know who is the best of the best. Oh, yeah, y'all know it's that time again. But first, you must address the two teams eliminated from their championship quest. We'll start with the Mavs. The shock of the playoffs, winning Game 7 in Phoenix. I hope someone gave Chris Paul a Kleenex. Lil Wayne was pissed. The wind was a stunner. I wonder if in the future they'll say Luka played plumbers. Off to the bay with more games to play. A good effort they gave, but they did not get their way. Maybe back in Dallas, they will be okay. Steph was great and Luka had 40, but at the end of the night, Wiggins was the story. Down 3-0, it was all but over, but the Mavs got one before being exiled until October. So yeah, the Mavs had a hell of a run, y'all. Hell of a season. Uh, I mean, really, the shock of it all was them beating the Suns. Uh, I mean, I, I really, 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 really dislike Chris Paul. And because of that, you know, I was happy. But it might have been better had Golden State played Phoenix in the conference finals. I think that might have provided them a better test so that they would be better ready for the NBA finals. But we have plenty of time to talk about the NBA finals. So I'm not going to delve into that. Let's focus on the Mavericks right now. Um, they clearly are a piece away. Now, I don't think they need a major piece because Luke is that special. But then again, the West should be much, much, much better next year. Uh, I assume Denver is going to be healthy again. And when Denver is healthy, that's going to be a problem. Uh, Phoenix will win, you know, 50 games. Uh, the Clippers, obviously, they should be everybody's favorite going into next year, even even me. Well, actually, no, not me, because I expect the Warriors to be even better next year. Um, who else out west is a problem? Um, don't know what to expect from Portland. New Orleans, I mean, who knows if Zion plays. If Zion plays, New Orleans low-key has like a big three. I mean, they got CJ, Brandon Ingram, Zion, so, you know. Might be something out there. Uh, San Antonio, you never know what they're going to do. Never know. They might be a you know fringe playoff team. So the West is definitely going to be better next year. Uh, so Luka's going to need a little bit more help. But Luka is solidifying himself as one of the best playoff performers in NBA history. That's, that, <laughs> that's just set in stone. Well, okay, I guess it's in pencil right now. I guess he needs to play a little bit more for it to be set in stone. But... Luca is well on his way to taking down a lot of records. Now, granted, he's got a long ways to go, a long ways to go. But the way he's came into the league and the way he's sustained thus far, and then also his performance in the postseason, uh, he's he's got a very, very, very bright future and a lot of records that he can potentially break. So if he's able to stay on this path. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, let's see, anything else Mavs related? Yeah, I mean, they really just overachieved. They really, yeah, I mean, nobody expected them to be there, but I'm I'm glad they beat Phoenix, but yeah, yeah whatever. It is what it is. Not much to say about that. So now it is time for the Heat, who also suffered defeat at the hands of Jason Tatum, who was no longer in the backseat. Game one, the Heat stole with the magical third quarter. God, I really fucking hate Jimmy Butler. Game two was a blowout thanks to a quick start and the return of one Marcus Smart. I'm not going to lie, after two games, I thought it was over. Much to my surprise, the Celtics lost their composure. Careless decisions and sensational defense. After three games, it appears the Heat had taken over. 
Harrow went down and Jimmy was trash. Without a miracle, their ass was surely grass. Down 3-2 and back in the garden. I really hate to say it, but for what Jimmy did, I applaud him. A performance like that is one of one, but that wouldn't be enough for the series to be won. Uh, I just love being right. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I really, really love being right. Um, that Bucks and Celtics series was definitely the series to watch in the Eastern Conference uh, this year. Um, it was definitely the one that I believe that was going to have the champ, the Eastern Conference champion come out of. And, uh, you know, hey, I was right. Who would have knew? I did. But um, Miami definitely gave it their best. I mean, they were definitely hobbled by injuries. Um, Jimmy had a sensational game six and seven. Um, but unfortunately, he had to sandwich those in between a dog shit games three, four, and five. Uh, well, maybe game three was all right. I think game three was the one where he didn't play in the second half. I don't remember um, how he did in the first half, though. But Jimmy was not uh, that guy for, I mean, if we're going to say three of the seven games, that's almost half the series that Jimmy was, you know, mid. So, yeah. Yeah. I will say this, Jimmy Butler is definitely, definitely, definitely a top 20 player in the NBA. I'll go that far. I'll go that far. Which which for me is a stretch because I think it's actually more like 25. And, uh, do I have that list in front of me? No, I don't. I don't. I would give you all my... You know what? Yeah, I'm going to give you all that list. One second. Okay, so... Um, the list of players that I personally would put above Jimmy Butler... Uh, and this is in no order. No order at all. Um, and let me also, let me let me explain, I guess, my thought process. I guess that would be the whole point of, you know, a podcast, you know, long form opportunity for me to express my full thought and opinion. So these players are players that I would rather start a franchise with in 2022. These are players that I would much rather have on my team going forward than Jimmy Butler. In no order. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Trey Young, LaMelo Ball, Ja Morant, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, Anthony Edwards, Brandon Ingram, Paul George, DeJounte Murray, DeMontis Sabonis, and LeBron James. And two that are really, really close, but I didn't really want to edge out were Julius Randle and Devin Booker. Those are on the cusp for me. I would think like, all right, fine. I guess Jimmy's not. I mean, I guess they're all in the same group. So, okay, whatever. Um, But that's me. That's just, you know, that's just how I feel about the situation. And actually, the more that I think about it, actually, the less I think of Paul George. But that's I, I don't want to get into that. But Jimmy Butler took a very, very, very questionable shot last night. Especially given the fact that he's a 23% three-point shooter, um, and for his career, I think he's like 32. But he had some pretty, he had some better years earlier in his career, and he also wasn't taking as many. He's about a 28, 29% three-point shooter, and um, he decided in Game Seven, down two, with Al Horford on his heels, with 15 seconds left, that he wanted to go for the game. Um. 
I, I here's I can't be mad at I can't be mad at the uh, courage. I can't be mad at the balls that it took for him to take that shot. Uh, no, I don't think anybody's ever said Jimmy doesn't have the balls to do something. I, I don't think I've ever said that. I don't I don't I don't personally feel that way. If y'all if y'all were confused, that's not my I think. I just don't think he's that guy. Um, but yeah, that was definitely one of the most um, interesting things of that uh, that series. And then given some things that you know, well, y'all don't y'all don't care about that. Y'all don't care about that. Um, but you know, I heard through their grapevine that you know the Celtics are going to win that series, and well, they did. So you know, also you know, fuck it. I heard through the grapevine, and this is a uh, you know f- a couple of days before the series even starts. But I heard through the grapevine the Warriors are going to win the finals. And yeah, obviously I'm I'm rooting for the Warriors, so like yeah, it's even easier for me to say that. But um, the Warriors are gonna win the finals. 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 I would give y'all just a big clue as to why I believe that right now, but no, I don't think I will. Shout <laughs> out Captain America. But I started to play what if. Because I, I was seeing the shot that Jimmy took, and obviously we know the results of it. And then I was thinking about some of the other great shots that I've I've witnessed, and then some other shots that I've obviously seen highlights of throughout NBA playoff history. And before actually diving into them, if you were to ask me what is the greatest postseason shot you've ever seen, I would have to say easily Kevin Durant 2017. Now, I would have said Kevin Durant 2017 or 2018 because they're both obviously similar. But the more you look into it, it's with unquestionable, unquestioned the 2017 one. That was phenomenal. Uh, pulling up in LeBron's face. They're down two. It's in the NBA Finals. It's game three. Gave them a commanding 3-0 lead. Like, they were like what more could you? Like, that was – that's the cherry on the top. If you're a Kevin Durant fan, that's like that, – that's the peak. That's that this – it's success. But I started to think like, well, what are some other great shots and great postseason shots in NBA history? And, you know, I may end up doing something more with this, but for right now, it's the pod. So, you know, I'm gonna give it to y'all first. I devised a formula. I don't know if the formula is the right word, but I decided to grade out some of these shots in NBA history. So I wouldn't have any objective bias or opinion, because obviously if it was, then I would have like Kevin Durant that shot. And then I would say like Kobe 06. But I decided to actually grade these shots and try to place them within their proper context. Now, when I was doing this, I will tell you, I had a... over 30 shots, um, but I'm not going to do all that for y'all right now. I'm not, I'm not going to do all that. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about doing something else with that. But I was looking at these shots, and I was like, you know what? How can I devise a way to grade these objectively against each other and decide what's the best? Um, if it was March, I would have made a bracket of all of these and I would have just, you know, shared it out and things like that for fun, but it's not March and brackets. I mean, if you're making a bracket and it's not March, like you're just a sicko. You're a sick fuck. If you're making a bracket for something and it's not March and I'm not a sick fuck. So I decided not to do that. I'm a retard. So I did this. I weighed, I weighed everything and I gave everything a grade and a score and then I added everything up and then I put them in a uh, in a list and I'll give you all the top 10. But 
obviously uh, there's plenty of ways you could probably think of a better way but this is what i could think of was the most objective way to evaluate these individual shots so there was one two three four five six seven eight nine nine components of each shot that i evaluated i'll tell you how i evaluated them and the uh scoring for it so first thing first thing graded on did you win the series yeah you can have a great shot but if you ended up not even winning the series that it was a part of like how valuable was it really so if you won the series i gave you three points if you lost the series zero zero now again i maybe could have great weighed these points and everything differently but everybody was graded on the same scale same curve nothing was different so sure i could have used different numbers but at the end of the day you would have gotten more than likely very 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 similar results giving these circumstances anyways the next thing that was graded on was the team's result in the playoff so let's say like Kawhi leonard for example that shot that he made against the raptors in a uh, 2019 in game seven well obviously the raptors ended up winning the championship but that doesn't happen without that shot so obviously that shot is weighed more another one uh, another example Derek fisher's shot against the uh spurs the point four shot great shot phenomenal shot i was a laker fan i enjoyed watching it that was actually the first time that i got on youtube was to re-watch that shot um actually it might not have been youtube it might have been nba.com i think youtube was like 0506 Regardless, it was one of the first times I ever got on the internet to watch something that I had just watched like 30 minutes prior. So actually, in hindsight, it's crazy how fast things are moving. But anyway, um, as you know, the Lakers did not end up winning the championship that year. Now, they did win the conference and they did make it to the finals. So, you know, they did get credit for that. But that shot did not equate to the same level of team success as Kawhi's shot. So, uh, for playoff result, if you ended up winning the championship, three points. If you made it to the finals, two points. If you made it to the conference finals, one. And if it was a first round getting you to the semis, like, whatever. Cool. Uh, it wasn't going to make it that far, and it shouldn't be that deep anyway. But there are, it, the results actually ended up pretty interesting. Um, another thing that I graded for. Was it a tie game when you took your shot? Because a tie game, I mean, yeah, it's still a big play, big big time situation, but there's not really much at stake. You still have the benefit of more time or overtime if you don't make the shot. So it's not necessarily do or die. It's just kind of do. Um, and then I gave two points that they were trailing. So like, I mean, yeah, this is like this is this is big. Like we either lose or we win. We we need this. And then this is where you could say things get a little tricky, get a little crazy. But I said if you were trailing by two or more, so that shot either tied the game to send it to overtime, and then obviously overtime took place and whatever, yada, yada, yada. Or you were down two and you took a three. Well, actually, that comes that comes into it later. But anyway, anyway, uh, if you're down two, I gave three points. If you're down just one or two, or I'm sorry, if you're down one plus two, if it's tie game plus one um time left if it was under five seconds or a walk-off plus three under 15 plus two under 30 plus one anything over 30 seconds zero don't care 
it was a big shot, but a lot of other things could have taken place. So I'm not even going to I'm not I'm not going to say that it's the same as somebody's walk off game winner. And I think we should be able to all agree on that. But whatever. Um, another thing, was it a two or a three? If it was a two, I gave you two. If it was three, I gave you three. Uh, now, another thing, when in the series did this shot take place? Obviously, you're guaranteed four games in a series. So anything within the first four games, I'm just like, all right, like, eh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a big shot. It's a big moment. It meant a lot. But, eh, eh, you know, the stakes obviously get a little bit higher the deeper you go. Uh, so for games one through three, I gave one. For games four through five, plus two. And games six and seven, plus three. Then also... Where was it? Was it home or was it away? If it was home, plus one. If it was away, plus two. I, I think you should be able to get a little bit more credit if you're doing your work on the road. And then the magnitude of the series. If it was the first round, plus one. If it was the semis, plus two. If it was conference finals, plus three. If it was in the NBA finals, plus four. And then the last thing was if this ended the series. Plus three for ending the series. If it was just game over on that shot, that's the series. So now that y'all kind of understand, I'm not going to go through all 30 of them. Or th yeah, well, actually, it's a little over 30. I'm going to give you the top 10 based off of that. And I was actually thoroughly surprised. Thoroughly, thoroughly surprised with uh, number one. But anyway, first off... We have Dwayne Wade in Game 5 of the 2006 NBA Finals. Uh, now, granted, they did have the benefit of overtime, um, but if he doesn't make that shot, they don't go to overtime, and we know, obviously, how that series ended up. And uh, it was in Game 5, and, I mean, it was a nice little layup. So, Well, not really a layup, but, like, it was, it, was a, it was a pretty easy shot, but it was a clutch shot. It was, you know, it fit the criteria, so it made the top 10. Uh, then we have Robert Horry, Game 4 Western Conference Finals in 2002, uh, when they, uh, Kobe missed, then Shaq missed, and then Vlade Divac throws it out to the top of the key, and Robert Horry hits a game winner three. Remember it like it was yesterday. Shout out Tim Donahue, my nigga. Uh, and now number seven, or no, I can't count, ten, nine, eight, number eight, uh, Kyrie Irving, Game 7, 2016. Sensational. Sensational shot. Y'all all know it. It was the reason why they won the series. Uh, I'm not going to. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll save that for later. Uh, let's see. After that game. Uh, number seven. Steve Kerr. Game six. NBA Finals. 1997. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, we all saw the last dance. And, I mean, I was three years old when this happened for real so i mean i remember it being on but i don't remember like remember remember anything i'm not gonna act like i remember anything from that time um but i was going back and looking at it and i was like oh shit i always knew like oh steve kerr and john paxton hit big shots for michael jordan like okay cool but i did not realize fully realize um the magnitude of those shots um, based off of just everything that I gave y'all here thus far and how I, you know, evaluated everything, Steve Kerr's shot was number seven, number seven, all time, all time. And just so y'all know, like adding everything up, um, I guess maybe y'all care about that. Uh, Dwayne Wade shot, uh, got a score of 21, Robert Horry scored 21, Kyrie scored 22, Steve Kerr scored 23, um, and Derek, and there was a uh, quite a few 23s actually. 
Uh, so I guess these are all tied for third place. Um, game four of the 2009 NBA Finals in regulation. Derek Fisher had a couple of clutch shots in that game. But this one, they were down three. He took it to overtime with less than like three seconds left, I want to say. And that was the best game I've ever seen Derek Fisher play. Derek Fisher, in, intangibles were the reasons why he started for as long as he did. But I will forever say this, and I will take this to the grave. Smush Parker was a better point guard than Derek fucking Fisher. Derek Fisher just had the intangibles, and Kobe respected him. Those are the, That's really all you needed. But Derek Fisher is not that guy, was never that guy. And I, I shouldn't have to say this. I hope he never makes the Hall of Fame. But he just might. And the fact that Derek Fisher and Kobe Bryant share a Hall of Fame drives me crazy. Now, it hasn't happened yet. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. But, I mean, I don't know many five-time champions that aren't in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah. I'm so glad that they lost it. Well, I'm not going to say I'm so glad because that was LeBron's first championship. Uh, I was going to be sick had the Thunder won in 2012 and Derek Fisher has six championships. So, (sighs) just is what it is. Is what it is. Uh, next, we have a uh, game five of the 2005 NBA Finals. Robert Horry. Robert Horry had another hell of a game, and Robert Horry. This is his second appearance on this list, and this also graded out at a 23. And uh, he had the game-winning shot uh, on the road. Um, they were down two at the time, I believe. He had a game-winning three. I believe he was the inbounder. He kicked it, uh, inbounded it to Manu. Manu got it back to him. It's a wrap. Game over. Then we get to uh, number four, Game 7, Eastern Conference Finals, Kawhi 2019. Uh, Now, just that's one of the flukiest shots I've ever seen in my life. And I mean, I'm not going to say that there's Magnus in the basketball. Oh, I've said too much. I've said too much. um, Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, Number three, number, 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 number three on the list. Game six, 2013. NBA Finals, Ray Allen. I was really upset when I was putting this list together. Really, really, really upset. I knew this shot was going to be up there. I knew it was. It, it met the criteria for so many things. Um, it was, I mean, they won the series, uh, won the championship. Uh, they were down. There was like less than five seconds left. I think there was like two seconds left. It was a three. It was in game seven. I mean, sorry, game six. Um, only thing that could have made that shot better was if it was on the road. Only thing that could have made that shot better. <sighs> Still pissed about that. Anyway, now, even in my own little fluky grading system of evaluating things, you knew that Michael Jordan's last, quote-unquote, last shot in 1998 was going to make the list. It's just crazy how Michael Jordan, it doesn't matter what stat you use, how you grade him, he always finds a way to be at the top or towards the top. But Michael Jordan scored a 25 on that shot, on my scale, on my thing, which would be good enough for number two. Now, I do have to give a caveat, though, because of everything that I explained to you is how I got to that 25. But if we add in the steal 
then obviously like it's just it's the greatest fucking game winner it's just the greatest it's the greatest ever it's the, it's the greatest ever and I'm, I'm sick that even in this little made-up thing michael jordan still found a way to be where he is but according to my scales according to all of this the number one shot in nba playoff history was Game 6 of the 1993 NBA Finals by John Paxson. Let me explain. Obviously, they won the series when they ended up winning the championship. They were down two... They were down two, I believe. Um, I'll have to go back and check, but whatever. They were down two. I mean, when I did it, everything adds up. So, yeah, pretty well, let me see. Uh, Paxson, 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 Paxson. Yeah. So, obviously, they won the series, which ended up winning the championship. They were down two. There was less than five seconds left. He made a three. It was in game six. It was on the road. It was in the NBA Finals. And it ended the series. Like, what more, what more can you say about that shot? So, yeah, John Paxson. John Paxson. Who would have thought? The clutchest shot in NBA postseason history. But that's also if you don't, you know, add in the caveat. I mean, and that's honestly, literally, only thing that separated him and Michael Jordan's shot was um, his was a three. And Michael Jordan was down one, I believe. And Paxson was down two when he made his three. So, that's how I got that. Now, some other notable entries, because um, like I said, I had so many of them. Um, some notable ones. Uh, Metal World Peace in uh, Game 5, I believe it was, in 2010 in the Conference Finals um, after Kobe airball um, missed that shot. Uh, he got the offensive rebound, put it back up. Uh, that was up there. Um, funny enough, Kevin Durant's shot in 2017 was outside the top 10. It was ended up being uh, 13. And the reason for that was, well, he did make the shot with 48 seconds left in the game. Um, it was early in the series. So, I mean, if the series would have been extended, then, you know. I mean, but you kind of you, you kind of got a little bit of house money, especially when you're already up 2-0 in that series. Um, it didn't end the series because they had a whole other game to play. It was on the road, so, you know, he got points for that. Um, and they were trailing by two. Now, obviously, based off of the scale, this shot was better than the 2018 shot. Yeah, the 2018 shot was further down. The 2019, or 2017 shot graded out at 19. The 2018 shot graded out at 16. That's just, again, the way that I did it. Um, let's see, some other notable ones, um, Damian Lillard, um, against the Rockets in, uh, 2014, uh, that just, just outside the top 10, uh, Damian Lillard against the, uh, OKC in 2018, uh, that ranked at, uh, like, uh, about 17, Derek Fisher's .4 shot, uh, you know, tied with Damian Lillard, ranked at 17, uh, Another something that I did find interesting, and it also hurt me, um, Kobe in the 2004 um, game two of the finals, um, the shot that took them to overtime and the only game that they ended up winning in that series, um, that, you know, was pretty down. That was about 23, uh, which was also tied with uh, the Derek Fisher point four game actually had three clutch shots in it. Tim Duncan, first off, Kobe started it off. 
and then Tim Duncan came back with his ridiculous shot, and then Derek Fisher had his. And of all of those shots, Derek Fisher's was the highest because, you know, was the one that actually ended the game. Actually, let me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the one that actually ended the game. But Kobe, Kobe was right there. He was, he was right there on him. Just had a little bit more time left in the game. Um, and then Tim Duncan, uh, well, he ended up not winning that series, so not winning a championship. So it definitely didn't grade out as well for him. But, I mean, it, it was cool. Uh, the lowest graded shot, which really, really hurt me, but the lowest graded shot on my list was Kobe's 2006 game winner that gave them the 3-0 lead or 3-1 lead because well you know obviously they didn't win that series uh didn't win a championship um yeah yeah that sucked um but another thing is and I'll end with this oh well actually I have two more things about this whole thing um LeBron uh, he had one, two, three, four shots that I had in this uh, of this list of 30. And uh, the highest one graded out at 16, um, which was good for, you know, 25th. The funny thing is they were all in the same bracket, same area. Like they were all literally back to back to back to back to back. Uh, I got LeBron 2018 versus the Pacers. That was in the first round. Um, LeBron 2015 against the Bulls. That was in the second round. Um, LeBron 09 against the... Um, uh magic um it was in the conference finals um but they lost the series and didn't win a championship um lebron 2018 versus the raptors that was the uh second round and also they didn't win a championship um yeah yeah that's that but the main reason why i decided to go down this rabbit hole was because of what we how we started with with this Jimmy Butler's shot selection last night. Um, it was insane, but then I looked at it and I was like, well, let's just play what if. What if Jimmy Butler made that shot? Where would that shot have ranked and all the other shots? Well, that shot, now obviously we don't know how the season would have ended. We don't know if they win the finals. Um, so, you know, for that, I gave them a little bit of room for error, but I just said, all right, fine. You got to the finals, because remember, you got the plus two for making it to the finals. So, with that being said, Jimmy Butler's shot would have graded out at 23 if they ended up winning the championship, 24. If it was 24, then it would have been the third. It would have overtook Ray Allen's shot in game six. Uh, and then, uh, if they ended up not winning the championship, it would be 23, so it would be tied with Ray Allen, Kawhi Leonard, Robert Horry, Derek Fisher in 09, Steve Kerr in 97. So Jimmy, Jimmy was going for, he was going for it last night. And I respect that. But he's still not that guy just yet. And he's only getting older and they're paying him more and more and more and more and more. Um, good luck to the Heat. Good luck to the Heat going forward. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe they pull off getting Kevin Durant or Kyrie or something. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, um, that's that on that. I'm going to go ahead and end this episode with uh, something that was just brought to my attention uh, before I started recording this. Um, apparently, Pflugerville is on the fucking map. Um, shout out to, uh, I already forgot his name, and I don't want to say anything racist right now, but um, some guy was uh, repping the Ville, and he decided to make an anthem for Pflugerville. So here it is. I promise that if I ever made it out of the hood, I 
none of them know what's in like me in the hood. Alright, let's get it. I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Don't you come outside. I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Don't you come outside. I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Don't you come outside. I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Bitch, bitch. I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Don't you come outside. I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Don't you come outside. I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Don't you come outside. I'm from Boogerville, bitch. 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 I'm from a city with a name that's hard to spell Half the people living here got a job at Dell Blue shirt, gray khaki, that's my cubicle fit Drop a Honda Accord with a beautiful kit Me and the boys hang out at the cul-de-sac We drink red wine, eat trail mix snack The homie got drunk and he tried to rap I received complaints on the next door app Got the ring alarm for them the burglars Stole my brother Cadillac converter When I see them sucker, I'll make them pay Like the grass ain't cut and I'm the HOA I'm at the dark park, buying a ton of reefer Can't go outside with the seed of fever Sore throat, runny nose, my sneeze or binding When you say Fugaville, the P is silent I'm from Fugaville, bitch don't you come outside, I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Don't you come outside, I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Don't you come outside, I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Bitch, bitch, I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Don't you come outside, I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Don't you come outside, I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Don't you come outside, I'm from Boogerville, bitch. Bitch, bitch, I'm from.